is the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories, Dr. Bill Maurice. And you know, we got wild hockey on tonight, and I know you're a big wild fan. First home game with fans in quite some time, Dr. Maurice. This is pretty exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. I did make it to do a, uh, you know, a couple games last year with limited attendance. I won't be going tonight, but it's really exciting, especially since they actually managed to win their first two games on yes. the road in California, which they don't usually do. No, right. I mean, that's a, a hot start. It's not something we're used to as Wild fans. Usually they kind of are scratching and clawing to get in the playoffs. So that was a nice thing to see. Indeed it was. And I hope they can keep it up. Yeah, for sure. A couple things I want to get to you right away because we got limited time as always. And I feel like I could talk to you for hours about everything that's going on. But CBS News throughout the day here on this station, they've been talking a lot about something that really I think the CDC and FDA here in America, other countries have been doing, though, is kind of mixing and matching, especially when it comes to the booster shots the different types of uh, vaccines that people are getting. Th- that surprise you? What's your take on that? Well, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. It is true. And other countries have studied this more extensively already, uh, I think in the U.K. in particular. So the question is, you know, if, if you had uh, a, a Pfizer or a Moderna vaccine, if you were to get a booster shot or, you know, would you need to have the same the same shot, and of course, which is uh, a really important question for people because sometimes it's there of limited availability. Of course, at first, Pfizer was the only one in which the FDA even approved a booster shot. So just today, or yesterday, I guess it really was, and it's being reported today, they reviewed the data from people who got vaccinated with one vaccine and then got a booster with another, and it shows that that um, that it's safe. Number one, you don't get you know. You'll get serious complications by switching from one vaccine to another, and actually it's effective. And for some, like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the data suggests that getting a, a booster from Moderna or Pfizer might actually even be a little bit better. So, so yeah, I wasn't surprised. This is very similar to what's been uh, reported in other countries. So, uh, But I'm glad we've, we've reached this point since it is clearly important for some people in particular to get additional shots. It's interesting, and one thing I find, you know, because I know that Mayo Clinic did a study on, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time, how, you know, the Delta variant is pretty much the predominant thing that we're talking about right now, right? And there's concerns about Pfizer versus Moderna on that and what have you. And I guess my question, going back to my wonky days of originally wanting to be a health teacher before I got addicted to a college radio, a health and phi head teacher and a football coach maybe is, now, are we looking at, are, is, is this booster like going after the Delta? Because I understand that you have antibodies that might be waning or whatever, but aren't our memory and T and B cells supposed to like kind of kick those back in if they recognize that antigen? Can you explain that? Because that's been confusing me during this booster talk. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. So one thing we know about, you know, we have to remember, number one, is that what we think of as the common cold, most often or oftentimes is actually one of the known circulating coronaviruses and you can recatch it, right? So meaning that, um, and we know the same is for the, for flu, you know, you can recatch the flu. So the, the reason that that, that some of that happens is that um, even though you got sick with the, with the coronavirus or influenza before that virus has changed a little bit and can escape your, your prior immune, it's called immune escape where it can actually evade, you know, kind of fool your immune system and still get you sick, although typically you get much less sick. That's why if you've had a cold and a bad cold, you can say, well, gosh, I won't get as bad a one next time, and that's usually the case. So that was in the early days with the variant. 
one of the real advantages of the mRNA vaccines is that you can change them. You know, you can modify them much more easily than a traditional vaccine. So the thought was, we're going to come out with new vaccines that are specific to some of the new strains, kind of like we do with influenza. The reality is that's not what has happened. What we have found is just giving someone an additional shot of the original vaccine actually helps protect even against some of the newer variants. It might not keep you from getting sick, but it certainly helps prevent you from getting seriously ill. So, yeah, so that's why it's confusing. A year, eight months ago, we were talking about very specific additional vaccines against the variants. But now what we're finding is just an additional shot of basically original formula. It seems to do okay. So is this kind of a, I don't know if you've ever seen the old George Carlin thing where he talks about you got to teach your immune system a little bit. These boosters are trying to maybe just activate your immune system. So, because I always kind of compare the immune system like it's gasoline, but it needs spark plugs to make sure it works. If I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. Maybe you can give a better one as a doctor. Well, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, so if you think about it, I mean, the immune system's crazy. It's amazing, really, in that. Here's a, a like a, a, a infection that didn't even exist in the world, and yet you can get infected, and you can have a very specific response to that infection within seven days. Right? That kind of blows your mind if you really think about it. But that immune system kind of it flourishes, and then to your point, you know, you have to also balance because if your immune if your immune system's overactivated, that's when you get things like autoimmune disease. So that immune system has to settle down. It has to put some soldiers in reserve, if you will, that are ready to fight if that infection comes back. If that infection comes back, it takes a while for those troops to muster, right? Mm-hmm. What you're doing with the boost, with the booster is you're basically kind of remustering the troops, if you will, um, and kind of are doing the pre-ignition, I guess, your thing, uh, your analogy, so that if you get exposed, your immune system is already at a heightened state of alert of alertness, so it can actually fight something like Delta, which might be a little different. Yeah, and that's why I always preach, and people look at me funny, but I I, that, I think I've brought this up to you before. It's why I preach diet and you know rest and all that too, because you can get vaccines, but you still have to keep your immune system strong, right? I mean, that that's I, I think that's the concerning part. You know, I see someone. They say I was vaccinated and they're out, uh, you know, maybe drinking too much or eating the wrong thing. And believe me, I eat my share of wrong food. I get concerned about that a little bit, too. Am I right or wrong on that? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that those things do. I mean, look, our immune system is like like everything in our body. It's it's uh, it's a you're striking a delicate balance and you really want to do the things that are going to keep your, yourself the best chance of responding, whether it's rest and it's food and it's you know, vitamin D and other things, again, they might not help in the acute phase in terms of as a treatment and you can go to the hospital, but certainly in terms of helping from getting sick. I think the most extreme example of that are, you know, we know there's some people whose health is really stressed that really can't even respond very well to the, to the vaccines, people with like blood cancer and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the extreme of that. But you're right. Just because you've been vaccinated means you're more you're more protected than if you weren't. But it doesn't mean you can just throw caution to the wind in terms of how you kind of take care of yourself. President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories, Dr. Bill Maurice, with us here on the drive. Derek Hansen with you. And, you know, you bring that up with blood cancer. And obviously, I feel bad when we get, you know, there's so many debates, as you know, social media-wise or whatever, when it comes to vaccines. And unfortunately, the late, uh, great Colin Powell is involved in that a little bit. I'll say this about that. I think that the problem with that, and, and you and I have chatted about this before, is that we need to be a little bit honest that some people you know, would get vaccines and, and, and maybe even up to the third shot. Unfortunately, their immune system is so weakened that it's not going to help them. This shouldn't have been a surprise, but I think that was the problem with selling 
this being the end-all be-all when it came to vaccines, if that makes any sense. Do you agree with that? Because I, I think that this shouldn't be an argument that something like this could happen. No, I, you know, I think it's not, from a medical community perspective, it's not surprising. You know, uh, Colin Powell did have a, a blood cancer called multiple myeloma, which means that we know patients with that type of blood cancer don't respond as well to the vaccine. And they definitely need, they're in that group that are high risk for severe infection and need a booster. Um, but I, you know, so in the, in the medical community, it's not surprising. Now, if you look back over the last 20 months, just from a, from the public perspective, it's a little confusing because, you know, when we heard the data, you know, last, I guess it was, you know, into last summer, a year ago, last summer, when the stuff came out about the, the vaccines being not Pfizer, Moderna, 90, 95% effective, you know, people really thought that, and, and policymakers included, that this was really just going to help wipe this out, kind of like polio. Um, but the reality was that the vaccines are effective, but they're not, they're not quite as that high as we saw in the original trials, in part because of these variants, and they're not really designed to keep from catching COVID. They're designed to make sure to see, make sure that if you get COVID and you're otherwise healthy, that it's a very mild infection. And so that it was, and so if someone has a compromised immune system, clearly that they're not going to be as protected. So not surprising, but I think there's been some inconsistent messaging, which is then confusing for people. Uh, to that point, what you just made there, you know, I, I've said for a year when vaccines, as you mentioned, were coming out, I said, well, the thing is, we talked so much about asymptomatic spread. And, you know, that, as you know, is the talk and controversy around that, you know, going back to last year, how serious of an issue is it when it comes down to a pandemic? And, you know, there's been a lot of contradiction, uh, even with the experts and scientists on that, because, you know, the vaccine more or less is supposed to make you hopefully as asymptomatic as possible. Right. So. When we talk about the COVID, you know, contracting and getting your nasal pharynx, and then we talk about uh, mandates and, you know, if everyone can spread it. And, you know, I'm kind of you're I'm kind of curious to what you think about mandates when it comes to that, because I think that becomes very confusing to a lot of people. And the fact that, well, if everyone can spread it and we don't really know to what degree do the mandates make sense? What's your take? Well, it's, uh, you know, again, a part of it is that medicine has never been so much part of the public dialogue, right? right. And, and, we, and we say follow the science, but the reality is medicine is as much an art as it is a science, which means that different doctors will have different perspectives on the best way to approach, prevent, or treat an illness. And COVID is no different, right? I think there's also here again the, the added element that we were trying to really influence public opinion around things like to get people vaccinated. So to your point, early days, uh, I think back to last, I think it was it last May, when uh, out of the blue, CDC you know, came out and said, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to worry about masking. And I think that was in part to get people to vaccinate, but it was also based on what the presumed knowledge at that point, that vaccination presented, prevented you not only from getting sick, but also from carrying the, the virus, right? Now we've seen with Delta, that that's probably not the case. In fact, it's certainly not the case where we've had people who are vaccinated that had very high levels, even though they didn't know it, they weren't sick. And so then that kind of moves back to, well, then we better, and also we see breakthrough infections and still unvaccinated people. So then kind of we roll back some of those changes in masking and it just gets confusing for people, just like it does, I think, some of the back, you know, you have requiring vaccination to get into some venues and what's the logic. It, it's It's sort of like the, the, the goalpost is moving for people, and so it gets to be a little bit confusing. And again, it's 
it's a, it's, it's a combination of factors of differences of opinion and the way that we still don't have a great understanding of some elements of this virus, even though we've been living with it uh, for almost two years. Uh, my final thing for Dr. Bill Maurice here, president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories, uh, you you and I being a sports fan, I, I found some real interest in the Washington State football coach and four of his assistants, I think, uh, fired now because they were not going to, you know, Washington State, all their public employees are, are having to go through the mandate. And they try to give religious reasons. I've never really understood the religious reason part of that. But you and I have talked about this before. I'm certainly all in favor of people talking to their primary care physician about getting vaccines and taking care of your health. But I'm in a situation where I just don't, I, I, if I take pharmaceutical drugs, it really hasn't worked out for me. So my doctor has me on a different path. So I can understand trying to get a medical exemption, but it concerns me that a lot of companies, public or private, are even turning down medical exemptions in some places. And what's your thought on that? Because there are things, I mean, the stories of myocarditis and stuff like that are real out there. And I know that's concerned you a little bit too. And hearing you talk on different shows, I think being that stringent is a little concern for people like me because it affects me, even though I'm in favor of people getting vaccines. Yeah, and it's really, again, it's really, um, it's, it shows the challenges between trying to establish a public health policy that you think is the best interest of everybody and then trying to leave enough um, degrees of freedom or latitude for a doctor to have a conversation with an individual and decide what's best for them. I mean, people, have, and, and the reality, is we say this follow the science, but there's still a lot of things that we don't know, um, you know, in, in terms of subgroups, people with some diseases and how they respond to the vaccine. We've heard anecdotes. Um, you know, we've had some people that certainly have had serious side effects from the vaccines and should they get a booster or not? And what does that mean? Um, so there's I think that is the challenge right now is I think the mandates are in spirit. They're they're in the right place because they're trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible, because that's going to be one of the main tools we have to control this pandemic. But the flip side is that doesn't leave. We have to find the right way to leave enough room for individuals if they have concerns and if their provider kind of can validate that, um, you know, that they, that we don't, that you have some more degrees of freedom. And we did, I don't know that we've really set the dial correctly on that one yet. Uh, probably not. I guess it's take more work. Yeah. Well, I think, and it's tough too, because, you know, it's different in every state and, and you know, there's federal mandates that come down and then states react to it. And of course, then lawyers get involved and some of the stuff will go all the way to the Supreme Court. Not that you want to deal with that, but I I do think it goes back to what you and I always talk about. Transparency is key. And I I do think that people want to live in absolute so much. And I think even some of the TV doctors that come on all the time, they try to do that. And if nothing else, that makes it worse. Yeah, I, I well, first of all, this is a rule. I want to stay out of any court, and it's, I definitely want to stay out of the Supreme Court. <laughs> I, I don't see that ending well for me personally, uh, but I think you're right. I think people, they, you know, and it's just it's also that the, we want to make things understandable, but that we can't oversimplify. And and then unfortunately, there's there's some things, and we just have to be honest about what we know and what we don't. And I think that's I think striking the right balance here on mandates and how to do that. I think it's something we we still don't quite know yet. And it's because it's still an unprecedented situation that we're dealing with. Yeah. Well, and I think what it comes down to is it's gone so political, the extremes want to live in one or the other. And I think people want to have common sense about it. It's tough for people to really have it, right? I mean, it's just so polarizing. And health shouldn't be that polarizing. 
No, it, it makes me think of the Mark Twain quote, you know, common sense is not so common. And that <laughs> might be never have been truer than it is right now with COVID. So, I'll, I'll finish up asking you, what's your uh, uh, medical... I mean, advice as far as being a Vikings fan right now. I, I, can we can we can we can we do it much longer? I know you are too, but my heavens! Oh, we... I, I think it's, it's it is actually damaging for mental health. I, mean, <laughs> I was watching that game, and I just thought, did I just see them let another team that had not performed the whole game score a touchdown this time, marching ninety-seven yards and score a two-point conversion from a guy that drops about forty passes <laughs> and during this course of the game, and somehow they managed to do that and then miss a field goal again. Yeah, I don't. It, I, I really. I wish. All I would say is, um, you know, I, I started actually just putting the game on a pause, and then I would just watch it for spurts, just because I didn't. I just wanted to make sure I gave my heart a rest. <laughs> well, it's not myocarditis, but it's it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely risky. Well, I'll say this: if it's the equivalent of trying to strengthen your immune system, uh, the Vikings are the virus that our natural immunity is certainly working on, right? <laughs> well, either that or I'm going to have to strengthen my TV screen because I want to throw stuff at it. <laughs> All right. Dr. Bill Maurice, always appreciate your time. So much fun to talk to you and really uh, given just kind of a common sense and I think uh, a really sensible approach to all this and what, what are still very worries sometimes. So I do appreciate your time as always. Oh, I'm happy to come on anytime if it's helpful. So have a good rest of your day. You bet. Thank you very much. Dr. Bill Maurice, again, president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories with us here on The Drive. Derek Hansen with you on KFGO.